Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket brought to you by Coligan Water. If you want to see if your water software is working properly or if you just don't have one at all, give Coligan a call to schedule a free water test. Call today at 402-251-2309 or go online to ColiganLincoln.com. And we bring in Brian Munson on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Brian, how are you doing today? Hey, doing well, man. About yourself? Oh, not too bad. That's good to hear. Uh, before we get into some of the nitty-gritty Husker topics, I did want to ask you about what we were just talking about. Big day for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Last chance for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens to be inducted, their 10th and final opportunity. Um, do you think that it that this should happen, that those guys of the steroid era should still get into the Hall of Fame? Uh, so that question I've never been asked before. I think that they should. Um there's there's a lot of debate around, you know, with the traditionalists and how they kind of saw things in, in, in the 90s and the 2000s. And, and, you know, when you get the Palmeros, the Consecos, the Maguires, the Bonds, the, the Roger Clemens guys that took PEDs, Balco, um, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a touchy subject because when you roll back the clock and you understand – well, maybe it wasn't Balco or HGH that was the popular thing in the 60s or the 50s. They did have their stimulants, and they did have their ways of kind of, you know, playing the game and trying to get the most out of their bodies. So um, I, I think that they have to acknowledge it. I know that they have a section of Cooperstown that sets up to acknowledge this that, that era of baseball, Um but those players, you know, they are the they are the the part of that era, and and they were the very best of that era. So, uh, I know that there's other guys, obviously, that existed in that time that that they cannot link to that, like a Chipper Jones, for example. But um, those guys right there, Bonds and 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 Clemens, they were the very best to to play during that time frame. McGuire as well, um, and I think that they need they deserve to get in, whether it's with an asterisk or just during that time frame it's understood see i i completely agree and, and it's uh you know it's just something that kind of to me it kind of alienates those that kind of grew up and watch or you know whether you grew up or whatever age you were watching that uh that part of of major league baseball history i mean it was it was a, a special times we all kind of knew what was going on but it was very cool um and like you said uh, go ahead and have an asterisk ed- edition of the of the hall of fame there but uh <laughs> i'd still like to see them get in uh moving over to some husker football topics i suppose the the latest uh, uh commit to talk about is omar brown the defensive back out of northern iowa is is he a guy that you see um competing right away for that for that spot at cornerback I think that he is. I mean, and it's it's so it's so crazy because you've got Singleton and you have Morton and now you have Omar Brown. I mean, they have really Nebraska has really gone in and flipped the the, the secondary room. They have really kind of flipped the running back room and they've really kind of flipped the quarterback room. Um, and, and I, I think that those are some critical positions. Obviously, where Nebraska felt like you know there's there's a lot of people that they were that they're losing, you know, in the secondary. Uh, they're looking for some immediate help, some immediate fixes. I think that there's some very talented guys that they were bringing back from, from the previous year roster. Uh, but they had a need to kind of 
get bigger. Uh, they needed they needed some guys that were true, you know, boundary cornerback kind of guys. Some guys that had some better experience, some more experience. Uh, and I think that when you also kind of combine what Coach Fisher has been kind of doing to to you know to uh, take a look at all the players and and evaluate them all. He's looking for guys that are plug and play, but not just plug and play at a spot. They're looking for guys that plug and play at many spots. So I, I think it says a lot about his skill set as well. I think that you're talking about a guy that, that can play boundary to the field. I think potentially you got a guy that can roll down and play some slot or nickel and maybe even a guy that you can you can feel like with that extra kind of guarding capability, um, you can roll him back to safety even too with Omar. So um, it's, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting development to watch, you know, what's going on in the secondary, especially with those packages and, and how they want to get bigger or how they want to get lighter and how they want to roll additional cornerbacks out there and what their nickel and their dime packages are going to look like. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Like you said, I mean, I can't wait for the spring game to see a lot of these guys competing out there. Uh, the other kind of uh, thing that's, on, I guess, around the corner, you're still waiting to hear um, from an A.J. Allen or Trevante Citizen, but it looks like they still want to add to the running back room. Kind of surprised me because I think they have like five names there that are going to be competing for that starting spot, um, but apparently they want to stick in there uh do you think that that's the, the the best way to go i know they're still i mean that's what they're selling aj allen they're trying to tell him that he could come in and play right away um which i, I know that's what you want to do on a, on a recruiting trip but just kind of surprised me because of all the names they have in that room already it was a very interesting message that i got from from him on sunday when he was telling me that you know nebraska was saying they're looking for a number one guy and and i i wondered in the back of my head well i wonder what you know Step is thinking about this. I wonder what Johnson's saying about this. I wonder what Yant would have to say about this. I think the running back position is um, a little bit of a different deal or beast than quarterback. Quarterback, I know that you typically have one guy on the field at either at either spot, uh, but quarterback is it's got you know this <clears throat> this competition there. I think that running backs based on the trends that we have seen beyond college football where you're more running back by committee and you're, and you're splitting carries. I think that they're a little bit more welcoming to having a few more guys in the room that are capable. It, it's not always that way, but it, it seems like that position is. And then just kind of talking to Gabe Irvin a, a year ago and talking to Anthony Graham, even a, a few weeks ago, uh, it, it's, it seems like those guys are, are kind of more, uh, more into that environment they, they have that 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 kind of thing where they're kind of working on each other through practice and trying to get better but they all realize they're going to get their opportunities it's it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a thing i think for for any of us to kind of understand how that competition amongst them they they, they understand it and they feel like they can get better as a team if they have it yeah, it's fascinating. Of course, they you know they, they wanted to have that number one running back last year, but they you know they're they're not going to force it. So if they if they don't have it, um, it looks like they're going to go by committee again, and they've got plenty of a committee there. But I guess I guess what comes to mind is when I when I ask you know people about okay, they're over the scholarship limit. Is you know the response I typically get is that'll that'll work itself out. Do you expect to see? it working itself out by the way of like spring competition. And then you kind of figure out where you're on the depth chart. And then, you know, with all these crowded rooms, maybe a few guys leave after spring. 
I do, and I don't think we have true understanding either about where some of these guys are at in terms of if they have a scholarship or if they're on walk-on. And I think that that's going to get that's going to get increasingly difficult. I think for any of us to kind of understand when it comes to the numbers, where whether you're talking about the 85 or you're talking about the 25, I I think a lot of things now are going to get just difficult. And and I and I I know that there's this management side also between the traditional recruiting class that you're getting out of the high school guys and the junior college guys to where you're, you're infusing them, you know, immediate portal transfer uh, help into the, into the team, that roster management side, you know, and how they're going to get to 85. I, I, I just think it's, I think it's going to get, there's some more blurred lines here. There's just, I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult to, to get a straight story, to understand who's really going on scholarship now. And I think to your point, Nebraska kind of betting on the come of, of these guys, potentially some guys at some other spots, seeing the light and maybe deciding that after the spring that it's not the right situation for them anymore. And, 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 and honestly, this is what, this is what the portal transfer, you know, portal has all created. It's created this, um, it's created this constantly moving environment where they can upgrade talent, you know, whether it's a four-year plan or it's a one-year plan, uh, the coaches can go right back in there and, and address things for their roster and, and what they need to go ahead to, to do to be a better football team. Brian Munson of Husker Online joining us here on the Ticket Water Cooler. I also wanted to ask you this because um, it, it's just kind of fascinating. Nebraska's going through this, and of course, a lot of it does have to do based on some of the holes in the roster and, and some of the departing uh, guys, of course, and, and maybe it's leaving early or transferring or whatever it is. Do you see... Um, I guess I, I guess I kind of think back to Bill Snyder using the JUCOs, you know, back in the '90s or whatever, for his, you know, Kansas State to build that program. Do you see a Nebraska or another team kind of being on the forefront of that, or kind of like Fred Hoiberg did at Iowa State before it was cool for everybody to do it? Some some teams taking advantage of that and kind of making it more of their of of their strategy uh, more so than other teams, or do you think that this is just the the reality for anybody that's kind of in this transitionary period where Nebraska is, where they just need to fill some holes I, I think it's transitionary I don't think that um based on what we kind of saw from Scott Frost his first couple three years there in in Lincoln it was a it wasn't a tool that he he used a whole lot and, and that's kind of interesting with uh IWCC right across the river that's kind of interesting with the Jayhawk League just being to the south that's really interesting based on some of the connections that Nebraska has been developing into Colorado, maybe even down even to Mississippi, some guys, some, some schools in Texas. It's, it, it is, I think it is transitionary. I think it's about getting back into a regular phased cycle when you start talking about when, you know, you should be, should be taking guys and constant evaluation. And then I think that you're going to always find yourself where, gaps are gaps are created through injury through departing through not living up to the expectations etc and i think that you'll have to go ahead and do it and i think if that's still situational i I don't think it's going to be as widely used as like under bill callahan you know where it was like well if you can compete in that top two then i have to go out there and talk to you that was kind of that rule of thumb I, I, I think Nebraska would like to avoid that because I think that you, you lose some consistency, you you lose some organic uh, ways of kind of building your roster and, and some and, and the way things are kind of gelling among those units. And um, I, I don't want to say it's disruptive. It's just the organic is the way I guess I keep coming back to it. It's just 
not that more traditional way. But if, if this is the pattern that the people are getting into now with transfer portal anyway, it, it may not it may not be a, a fad. It may be it may become more of a, an ongoing deal. That's what you're going to go ahead and see. Yeah, it's fascinating to see all this stuff play out. Of course, the college football world is ever changing at the moment. I did also want to ask you about the line play. I think the maybe depth along the defensive front and, of course, the offensive line being the weakness of the team last year. Do you think that they did enough? I know they grabbed Hunter Anthony and Kevin Williams on the offensive line. And this is kind of a two-part question, but just kind of the lines in general. Do you expect to see additions on the defensive line there as well for depth? Do you think we're we're done with the transfer portal? I think Nebraska wanted to be um, wanted to get a guy, a, a nose tackle, you know, uh, somebody to kind of replace Daniel, somebody that they could feel like they could put there in the A gap and and, and go to work. Um, and they missed, they they missed on 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 their guys both in in high school and well, all three of them, all three with high school, junior college, and with the portal transfer. Could they potentially still be in the market for portal transfer? I think that their time is kind of running out in terms of when the, the uh, they need to be in Lincoln and going and taking courses. Could they do something after the spring? Absolutely. And, and I think that that's still a possibility for Nebraska. I think that that's what people don't understand. You've got this kind of ever-moving clock and availability to the transfer portal. If, if a kid decides at any one time, like, hey, I just broke up with my girlfriend and I don't need to be here and – in whatever town anymore, I can go ahead and jump out and do whatever I want to do. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what the transfer portal was supposed to be kind of vaguely about was about personal decisions and family matters and things that kind of get you closer to family and stuff like that. Not the NLI driven, you know, immediate eligibility things, which it's all kind of become. Um, But I, I, I think Nebraska could be in the market because I think that what you hit on such a great point that there's, there's a lack of depth. There's a lack of the right body, you know, style to kind of play that base three, four. Um, you could put Ty Robinson over the nose, but I think you're kind of missing out with him, you know, putting him out of four and just letting him go to work on a tackle. Um, and then I think on the offensive line, I thought that they did make some nice moves. Uh, I, I think that that, that group is still very young and I, I, I'm really, I'm really interested to see where guys are going to kind of finish up like where, you know, uh, Corcoran's going to end up, you know, fitting in from a position perspective. What happens when you get Teddy back in the fall, maybe later this summer, to see how things are kind of going with him? This is a time for Lutovsky to really shine. There's some, there's some good young talent that's on that, that's on that roster, that offensive line. It's going to be really interesting to see which of those guys step up during the spring. Yeah, and just one quick national question, too, just because you mentioned it. You, uh, there's kind of some rumors around that maybe Caleb Williams is in is kind of just fielding offers right now, kind of a bidding war with that NIL um, sort of scenario. Do you, do you envision that that's kind of what's happened with the first, I guess, kind of A-plus player in the portal that we've seen? I do, and, and that's where I don't think it's in the spirit of the, of the transfer portal at all. Um, and I think that those t- types of moves uh, need to be limited. They need to be... They need to be um, discouraged. Um, it, if it comes down to it where it's like a, a family-related item to where you're, you need to make that money to go ahead and get your family that uh, get your family things, then by all means, that, that's, that, is, that is flexibility. But I'm, when, you're, when you're the starting quarterback in Norman, Oklahoma, um, typically that's not going to be a guy that I think is going to float his name too often unless there's some sort of uh, – uh, um, financial type of way to kind of get to improve a situation 
or if he's really serious about, you know, following his former head coach out to out back out to USC. Um, those seem like the only two likely kind of candidates for me, but uh, I, 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 it just didn't sit well with me kind of seeing that, that, uh, that tweet go up that night. Yeah. Fascinating stuff uh, again from Brian Munson of Husker online. Always very insightful. Brian, thank you for your time today. Hey, talk to you next week, man. All right. There he goes. Brian Munson, once again, of Husker online, catching us up with the latest in the portal and all the moves that Nebraska has been making. We're going to take a quick break here on the ticket water cooler brought to you by Colligan and come back, uh, talk a little bit of Nebraska all right, I, I, man, let's you know, let's just do some college football headlines. I know Big Sky loves some college football headlines. I pulled together a few of them, such as the Miami Hurricanes getting rid of the turnover chain, former Nebraska recruit Joshua Moore off to SMU, and uh, how about Washington's head coach and offensive coordinator following a Twitter account based on a fictional NCAA player um, from the 2014 video game. All that stuff, uh, fun to talk with and dissect. Coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket.